Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit Toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends and family over at Green Mountain Dental. We've had several DNVR listeners switch over to Green Mountain Dental over the years and make them their permanent family dentistry, and they've all come back to let us know how great of a family they are over at Green Mountain Dental because they're the best damn family-owned dentistry in the Denver metro area. So if you need a dentist or you want a better dentist, check out our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, and they treat you like family. And on top of that, if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush over at Green Mountain Dental. That's all you have to do is take care of your teeth for them to hand you a free Sonicare toothbrush. They've been a longtime DNVR partner. So supporting them is supporting us. Make sure to do it and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Mason RK, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only NVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my guys, Ryan Koningsberg and Andrew Mason. And before we hop into this awesome show, guys, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. Because over at MSU Denver Online, you get a dynamic education at your fingertips without forcing you to decide between earning a degree and living your life. That's right. You can continue to work, make money while furthering your education and getting a degree at MSU Denver. And the best thing about MSU Denver is just because you're online doesn't mean it's a different education. You get that same education while continuing to work and live your life. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver online. My boys, what's going on, my friends? Uh, You know, just having a much better morning than Max McCaffrey. (laughs) (laughs) You're not, uh, do we have to, to keep the clipboards away from him? Got a nice pair of breathably uh, loose pants. Uh, <laughs> haven't thrown any clipboards at anyone. Morning. So for great. so Ryan, for for the people that don't don't know this story, as I didn't until you told me, that, what what happened with uh, Mr. McCaffrey? First of all, I literally live for these types of stories. Like, 
these Literally. types of stories make me so happy. Uh, this is why I get out of bed every morning hoping a story like this comes across. And basically, what happened was during the uh, UNC game, of course, Max McCaffrey, the offensive coordinator for Ed McCaffrey at UNC, um, the uh, Dylan McCaffrey, the another McCaffrey son, the quarterback, threw an interception. Max was pissed on the sidelines, broke his clipboard. Then I believe it was a Montana State fan. That's who they were playing. From the crowd, tosses out the, I don't know, most basic, simple, lighthearted heckle you could imagine. It's like, maybe you should be less worried about that clipboard and more worried about how tiny your pants are. <laughs> and <laughs> then Max McCaffrey proceeded to try to throw the clip broken clipboard at the heckler. Actually didn't hit him, hit someone else. And now uh, the university has apologized. And wow, so, so anger and bad aim. I mean, you, you can't, that's a bad combo. Wow, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to roast the McCaffrey's too much. I was going to say, like, it must run in the family, uh, not being able to aim the football. I mean, the interception <laughs> right after it, but, you know, I just, and maybe gosh. That's, maybe that's why Ed wasn't a quarterback. Right, and Max also wasn't either, I don't believe. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. Well, one, one thing, no one will ever be able to heckle me for too tight of pants. I cannot stand tight pants. I got I got to have some room to breathe. I don't even think they make pants small enough that they could be tight on you. Uh, it's, oh, no. Size, maybe? <laughs> they do. They do. And then, and then maybe you're just trying to – you're trying to show off a little bit. You go one one size too small. You know we have the medium shirts. Perhaps you know you, you know some some guys like to wear the medium pants, basically. So yeah, I think there is such a thing as too tight. I prefer to have ballroom pants on all the time. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Uh, yeah, you know it's a it's a new thing. Like the yeah. the youths are dunking on the uh, the middle aged people. Because I guess tight jeans are out now. Good, good. amen. As they as they should be. My uh, my favorite uh, pants from Lululemon. They're called ABC pants. Stands for anti ball crushing pants. Mm, good, good. That's good stuff. <laughs> Take care of your balls. Shout out Manscaped. Yes, exactly. Shout out Manscaped. And guys, we are officially on to the Pittsburgh Steelers week. And we talked yesterday just about how big this game is for the Broncos. So. How do they come away with a win despite being on the road? Pittsburgh Steelers 1-3 and three coming into this game. We talked about how this is a winnable game, but it's tough. So Whiteboard Wednesday. Let's hop into the whiteboard and break down the keys to victory for the Broncos today. And guys, it's going to start for me with tackle, not touch. And of course, what I'm talking about is Ben Roethlisberger. When you get to him, take him down, wrap his arms up so he can't throw the ball. He may be the most difficult guy to tackle, and it's the complete opposite of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's hard to tackle because he's so elusive. Ben Roethlisberger is the opposite of Lamar Jackson. He's just so tough to tackle because he is huge, and he doesn't go down. And what did we find out last week playing the Ravens is that if this secondary uh, is given too much time then they can be exposed. Lamar Jackson can throw for 300 yards when he just has all the time in the world to throw the ball. So it's going to be key that they don't give, this pass rush doesn't give Ben Roethlisberger time to break out of tackles and, and, and let this secondary break down. I think it's a great point. <clears throat> I feel like we've never just like fully appreciated what an absolute unit Ben Roethlisberger is. <laughs> like 
it's not normal for some someone of that stature to be playing quarterback. Speaking and of landscape, I, I just I don't know. I feel like we just haven't talked about it. Like he, it looks so weird if you actually like stop. Like you've seen it so many times now yeah. that it yeah. just looks normal. But it's actually so unnatural that someone that huge plays quarterback. It, it's it's really true and just how even now being an older guy how just tough he is to tackle well the other thing i mean with roethlisberger it's never come down to having foot speed it's about having quick feet and feel and that's that that's the thing you can't coach that into a guy and even as he's gotten on in years and believe it or not guys this is year 18 i mean peyton manning's last year was year in the nfl as a player was year 18 and yet he still has that same kind of preternatural feel to kind of to step up, step back, step to the side a little bit by by time. And Pittsburgh, to their credit, has always done a great job finding receivers who are really good when they break off their routes and when Roethlisberger buys time. And that's the that's the huge challenge for the for the defensive backfield is knowing that. You, that you have to, you have to, you have to plaster. You've got to, you got to cover these guys for six seconds sometimes because Ben can still find that time. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So that's just one of the keys. Let's dive into our second key of the game, which is no easy buckets. Yeah, and I submitted this one. Um, it's it's one of the issues I had with the way the Broncos played defense last week, and it's something that comes up, you know, often. Uh, in critiques of Vic Fangio's defense. A lot of times that bend don't break style will just allow for easy completions. And when you're going up against Zach Wilson, when you're going up against uh, Trevor Lawrence as a rookie, when you're going up against Daniel Jones even, you can sometimes get away with that. Either they miss the open guy in terms of not finding him on the field or they'll sail it over their hands or whatever. I think that happened a couple times with Trevor Lawrence. Um, but, it, you know, Big Ben is a shell of his former self. But he is going to be able to read the field, and he, he's going to be able to deliver the ball to open guys. Um, and so that is one thing that worries me about this game is just giving them, giving him, a, you know, a little bit too many easy buckets, like I said, um, to allow him to get warm. He has been ice cold ice cold so far this season don't allow him to get like three easy completions on the first drive and start to feel himself a little bit uh, you know if you if an alien came down and watched his first three games they would say this guy or first four games they would say this guy sucks but if you allow him to get rolling you could get yourself in some trouble he's he's still out there playing for a reason he, he can still throw the ball yeah, he, he, mm-hmm. he absolutely can. And Ryan, those those crossing routes, especially with the type of receivers the Steelers have, they can turn those in from, you know, catching it five yards down the field. They can turn that into 20-yard gains, and all you need is one or two of those to, to get in field goal range. So I completely agree with that. And really quick, let's hit a super chat coming in from our guy Greg. He says, excited to see Stranod play a lot of man on Harris and or Ebron. Also, really scared with our quarterback situation against a great run defense. Opinion? yeah i mean you definitely have to be worried about the quarterbacks but i i think if teddy plays there's nothing to worry about uh in my opinion he doesn't necessarily need this week of practice to you know figure out the offense or whatever it is um if drew plays i've said it multiple times this week i'll be worried 
Yeah, and so far, it's all positive news on the Teddy Bridgewater front. He has to go through the concussion protocol still. There, One snag can hold him out, but everything so far is trending in the right direction. So love to see that, and thanks for that, Greg. All right, let's get to our third key of the game here, and it is make Pittsburgh one-dimensional. Mace? Yeah, because and this is something that has been part and parcel of why they have struggled since the last since late last season. They had that eleven game winning streak to start the season, and then they and then they've won what two, two games since then. And one of the interesting aspects of this in this time is that in that span they have not had a one hundred yard rushing game. As a team, we're back on the 100 yard rushing thing, right? Because, of course, that was the storyline coming uh, out of the Baltimore game for the Ravens. But they drafted Najee Harris. They haven't become more effective. And part of that is, is frankly, because this offensive line for the Steelers, this is not the typical Pittsburgh offensive line. They've declined in a big way very gradually since Mike Munchak moved on to the Denver Broncos. So it's a key, but it's something that is sort of happening naturally the Steelers, they're trying to run the ball. It's not really effective. Basically, what they're doing is they're still getting Najee Harris the ball, but they're realizing because it can't come up the gut, they have to get him the ball in the pa- in, in the passing game. And he's, and he's, I believe, their leader in terms of receptions right now. So make sure that you keep you you kind of keep them on this one dimensional pattern where they're pass, pass, pass because I believe because since the start of last year when they don't hit a hundred rushing yards. They're only a 500 team. When they hit 100 rushing yards, they haven't lost. Yeah, and actually, the, this is this goes into my next one, Mace, uh, and also is the magic number this week. So I'm not going to blow it, but I'm going Najee Harris. I tried to uh, pull a little pun out there. He just just like you said, Mace. They are going to make Najee part of the game plan. But if you're the Broncos, make sure that it's part of the air attack because that has not been successful for them. Look, two games ago, Najee had 19 targets. That is insane. 14 catches, 102 receiving yards. They only put up 10 points in that game despite their running back going off in in, in the past game. Guys, he had the same amount of catches as he did carries, which is insane. And that, if that's the, the the formula that the Steelers want to take, play into it all game. But just as Ryan said about those short crossers, make sure that someone is always on Najee because he's someone that, that can take a swing route and, and he can take it for 30 yards. Make sure that you never leave him open uh, and, and make sure that those easy passes aren't there. They can complete 14 passes to him, but hold them to two yards a catch, and you're totally fine. And it, it ties into what May said, make them one-dimensional because they are so, so bad when Ben Roethlisberger has to throw the ball uh, and, and the game is exclusively on him. This isn't giving up the magic number, and I'm not yeah. going to do it on this pod, but in the past, or Ben Roethlisberger has thrown between four and 500 yards in his career nine times. Guess what the Steelers' record is? One and eight. Yeah, what? two and seven. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. One, one and eight. I, I had to guess right something different, head. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Mace, you, you were right there too. Yeah. But how just crazy is that? You think, wow, if Ben's going to go for 400, we're definitely going to lose. No, that's not the case mm-hmm. at all. You, you, you lose. So make them one-dimensional and you'll win. 
I'm not sure that makes him all that unique compared to a lot of other quarterbacks, especially when you're including games from the 2000s up to about 2012. You know what I'm saying? Because usually, you know, that that was still in the era where if you passed a heck of a lot and you had that audacious yardage total, it meant that it wasn't a good game. I remember Jake Plummer's biggest game, which was when Ben Roethlisberger was a rookie. Uh, the Broncos lost because the, the Falcons put up 40 plus on them. So I, it actually make it actually makes sense. But the interesting thing, Zach, and I'm sure you've got probably looked this up is how many of those 400 yard games have come say in the last five years. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, and a lot, but Mays, j- just to your point though, uh, to just say that that's not necessarily true is Peyton was 11 and three when he threw for 400 yards. Oh, and the wow. only reason I looked, I looked Peyton up was just to see uh, what that, that was the first guy that came to my mind. So, um, so it, it, it is just striking how different Ben is, but I, I, I totally know what you mean. When you pass a lot, it's probably cause you're down and you need to rack up yards. But uh, the other one, thing real one, quick, cause you mentioned Najee Harris and how you don't want him to, to get receptions. It's okay. If he catches the ball, you got to make sure you limit the yards after the catch. That's the thing. If he gets the ball, great. Make sure that he's catching it on a swing pass and he's only getting a couple of yards after the catch, which is maybe just getting back to the line of scrimmage or a little bit beyond. So he's probably going to get his receptions. Just make sure you limit the yak. Yeah, and I'll just say this. You know, that shell coverage that Vic Fangio likes to call a lot is susceptible to leaving uh, the running backs, if not open in the flats, um in one-on-ones in the flats and that's what that's kind of what the Steelers want um especially with the way that their offense is working right now them getting you know Najee Harris one-on-one with a corner in the flat is not the worst thing for them they expect him to be able to break that tackle make a move and get six seven yards out of it and again you know when you the way that the Broncos oftentimes like to do things can leave them susceptible to that so I would just I would be. I'm a little worried uh, about how they're going to use Najee, and if the Broncos are going to, you know, send someone with him, or expect that there's going to be a way to corral him once he gets over there. Yeah, it, it, it's a great point. All right, let's get to another key on the whiteboard for the Broncos to beat the Steelers: keep a clean pocket. Yeah, and I think this is probably more key if. Teddy does not heal as hoped as expected going to the post-concussion protocol, and Drew Locke has to go in there because last year we know about Drew Locke's 20.6.2 passer rating when he was pressured, and we saw kind of some of the same issues in terms of diagnosing pressure, feeling it, and then being accurate under pressure last week from Drew Locke. So especially if he's in there, but also if Bridgewater is in there, you don't want him taking that many hits you don't want him under duress quite a bit hopefully the Broncos will be in better shape we're going to get into Dalton Reisner and his recovery in the second segment here but you know hopefully there's good news on that front but you don't want Tate it to to be hit you don't want him hurt and if it's Drew Locke out there you just don't want him under pressure because that's where he doesn't flourish so you've got to make sure you're keeping TJ Watt out of the face of Broncos quarterback whoever he may be 
Yeah, you're exactly right, Mason. This one of all of the ones, it's the only one on offense that we've talked about, and it's probably the most difficult one, not just because the Broncos are probably going to be missing at least Graham Glasgow on the offensive line, but also you just talked about it. T.J. Watt and the front seven that the Steelers have are really dangerous. The the, the Steelers' offense is not that dangerous. Their defense is mm-hmm. extremely good, so, so that may be the most difficult one. And the biggest key here, because like you said, you don't want Teddy to get hurt, but if it's Drew, Drew is a guy that didn't he get sacked on his very first drop back this past week, and that just started him being flustered. I mean, that, that that's when uh, you got Pat Shermer just shaking his head, as Ryan saw on the broadcast, and yeah. that that's just a, a nightmare if Drew is not able to have a clean pocket. And then also, I mean, this was what happened. This this got Drew hurt last week or, or last year in this game. Mm-hmm. It's because now he extended the play a little bit, but he was under pressure. Right. Yeah. He came, he kind of broke out of the backfield, uh, was trying to run and make a play. And because of that, I think, did he throw the ball? I feel like, or he, yeah, he's, he got it out. And because of that, uh, he kind of like fell awkwardly on his arm. It was ruled a fumble, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a straight, it was, it was, he got hit and then the ball came out, which Uh, is a fumble and your quarterback gets hurt and Jeff Driscoll comes in. And wasn't uh, that right, right around the time that Cortland got hurt too? Like all in this yep. stra- uh, span of a few minutes. No, well, uh, Drew was hurt in the first quarter. Cortland was hurt toward the end of the second okay. quarter. Okay, yeah, because yeah, okay. because uh, Driscoll actually had some pl- had looked like he was showing a connection with Cortland early on, and then Cortland got hurt <laughs> on a. It was the you know it was kind of the, like the TD hit the the TD injury back in '99, right? He's hurt making a tackle on of a turnover. So, you know, and then they yeah. somehow still almost beat the Steelers on the road with Jeff Driscoll and no Cortland Sutton. Well, remember Insane. Noah Fant played well in that yep. game, and the Steelers had Devin Bush matched oh, up on yeah. him, and Fant yep. won that one-on-one matchup. So, given the success Fant had against Bush, I'm not sure the Steelers go in that direction again schematically on the mm. defensive side. That's a if good they point. do, would... exploit it. That would be something for. Uh... P-T-T-S-B-R-G-H to, uh, for, for their whiteboard. Yeah, I don't think that's how uh, that's how the formula works for coming up <laughs> with the city name. I think I, you don't think that's how we'll do it? Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's good. Probably something like uh, P-T-P-G-H, right, or something like that? Uh, I don't know. Gotta be, we'll just gotta, have to stay tuned. It's got to be four. Yeah, stay tuned. Or P-T-G-H. And guys, uh, Mason... <laughs> like you said, Mace, uh, we've got an interview with Dalton Reisner coming up, and and he's got some very encouraging news to help that Broncos offensive line. But before we dive into that, got to tell you guys about our friends over at Mint Mobile. And you hear it every single day on TV, through the airwaves, you see signs. Look, look at this incredible cell phone service. It's going to cost you, you know, it's going to be so cheap. And there's a little asterisk next to it, which says it's going to be so cheap for the first couple months or the first year. And then they're going to absolutely kill you by just spiking everything and charging you so many fees over at Mint Mobile. They don't do that. The price you see, which is an introductory $15 a month, that gets you unlimited talk, unlimited text, and that starts you off with the data plan. You can increase your data going from there, but it's still really, really cheap compared to every other cell phone service. The catch is 
There is no catch with Mint Mobile. Uh, they will not increase your rates after a couple of months, after a year. And it's so easy to sign up and get your cell phone service for just $15 a month. What you do is go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR. And what they do is they sim- send you a SIM card, which works on the major, uh, it- it's the exact same cell phone service as major carriers. You put it in your phone that you already have. You get to keep your number that you already have. All you do is download an app, put the SIM card in, and boom. There you go. You're ready to save a ton of money and still have fantastic cell phone service. Guys, I've done it. It is so easy, uh, and it really is the exact same cell phone service that I had in the past. And you save tons of money. So go to D, uh, mintmobile.com slash DNVR to, to sign up and just start saving money every month. Yeah, also want to remind you that we have a bar at DNVR. We have Ooh. the DNVR bar down there on Colfax in York. Uh, and we talk a lot about it for games, speaking of, come through this Sunday. But I just want to remind you guys, like, you can come any day. We open at 3 o'clock. And I would say, and I feel very confident in saying this, the food is good enough to come at any time. Uh, it, it, you will leave satisfied even if you come tonight and watch some wild card baseball on the TVs. Have yourself a member-sized beer where you get 22 ounces of beer for the price of 16 if you're a DNVR member. Get yourself a Bronco burger. I had that yesterday. Uh, hatch green chili cheese, uh, cream cheese, a onion ring, a little drizzle of barbecue sauce on the burger. Of course, that hassle cattle Wagyu beef. Um, you'll, ha- you'll enjoy it. You'll have a good time. Always a great uh, you know vibe down there at the bar. So come check us out. And, of course, become a DNVR member so you get that uh, extra extra large beer. Really quick, when we were hanging out with Illinois Bronco after the live pod, he said, I had to have the burger and the club sandwich because they were both so good. And he said, he said, you guys were right that you have to go with the club sandwich. The club sandwich, best club, best sandwich I've ever had outside of a sandwich place. Oh, 100%. And it even competes with those, in my opinion. Yep. There are there are a lot of sandwich places. Tell me, it, it, it's better than a lot of sandwich places, though. Let's make that clear. True. I'm just like a I'm like a true. I like I like love sub sandwiches. Okay. So you know I've got them. Maybe I'm maybe best non sub sandwich I've ever had. There we okay. go. I can agree with that. All right, and also want to tell you about Ball sponsoring us right now across the DNVR network. That is Ball, as in Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, and as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer. I've got a ball can right here. They made over 101 billion cans in 2020, and they need to make more. They need production technicians to make even more aluminum cans, so they're adding line capacity to their 400-person plant over in Golden because the, the demand for sustainable aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever. And you know what? Aluminum, like you can see behind my koozie here if you're watching this show, is a highly sustainable material. 75% of all aluminum ever produced on the face of the earth is still in use. Aluminum is infinitely recyclable. That's why Ball thinks it is the material of the future, and that's why they're looking for more people to work at their plant in Golden and make more aluminum cans. So check out hashtag work at Ball online and to apply for a position at their aluminum can plant in Golden Text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. That's jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN or text GOLDEN to 77222. And if you join him, you can be unstoppable at Ball. 
Well, guys, I had the pleasure of talking to Dalton Reisner yesterday and want you guys to hear the full conversation we had. And I mean, I didn't think I could fall more in love with Dalton uh, as a person, and it certainly happened on this interview. So I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to that interview right now. So happy to be joined by Dalton Reisner, Broncos guard, the founder of Reisner Up Foundation and Colorado native. Dalton, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining us. And Dalton, you you part you do great things in the community, and you've partnered with the American Cancer Society as an ambassador. And as we know, in October, the NFL has launched their Crucial Catch to Intercept Cancer campaign. And what does the Crucial Catch campaign mean to you, and why was it important to join? Man, first off, working with the American Cancer Society has been such a blessing for me, such a great opportunity. I'm given this platform while being in the NFL to be able to have a lot of eyes on me and to see the good that I do in the world. And it's amazing to be able to partner with such a great organization that wants to do the exact same thing. So I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. But the NFL's Crucial Catch Initiative supports ACS's, which is American Cancer Society Change Program. And that stands for Community Health Advocates Implementing Nationwide Grants for Empowerment and Equity. Um, I tell you what, from working with them, I've seen this firsthand, whether that's giving away coats, whether that's giving away bicycles, they just do great work, man. Um, The program promotes health equity and addresses cancer-related disparities in underserved communities, and it's impacted over 900,000 people uh, with life-saving resources. I could probably go on and on, um, but that's what they do, and that's how important it is. Well, and Dalton, one of the things that that you've done is you've been boots on the ground and maybe cowboy boots on the ground, and you've really interacted with people, uh, not just on these grand things, but one-on-one. In fact, when you were at Kansas State, you connected with a family whose son was battling leukemia. How how impactful was it for you to get so close with a family and a child who, who was going through this? Well, like, you know, American Cancer Society's mission, that's the same thing I was doing while I was at Kansas State. So I feel like that's why it's been so big for me is because I found a program or organization that that had the same views as me and wanted to do the same thing. So dating all the way back to my time at Kansas State, I wanted to become involved and be a role model and a mentor to a young man, to a family. And I came across Caden Hampton and his whole family. I actually came across their Facebook page and it was called Caden's Kisses and here's a family that has a son that's batting battling ALS leukemia cancer and they're trying to get GoFundMe set up and trying to get people to support them because they're paying hospital bills and just trying to make it through and the coolest part was when I asked to be a part of their family and to be a part of their lives really as a mentor and a role model and just as a strong male presence they wanted to interview me. You would have thought back then that they'd say, oh, a big Division One football player, of course we want you to be a part of our family. But they're such a mm-hmm. fam- tight family that they wanted to make sure I had the right intentions and I wanted to be involved and I wasn't going to just leave Caden. And I always remember we went to Golden Corral and I had probably $115 in my bank account because college, we didn't get paid like these boys do now. We had our, you know, our stipends every month, but, you know, that paid for – uh, everything else. So I ended up paying for their dinner. It was like 80 bucks. I was very thankful I got to pay for it and had enough money to do so. But the interview went great. And that just built such a strong relationship for me and Caden 
ever since. I remember promising to him before I left that that wasn't going to be the last time that he saw me after I got drafted to the Broncos. And we've upheld that. We do a Reisner Up tour with my foundation every single year, and we make sure to go see Caden. Um, I just bought him pizza for all of his friends for his birthday party that he had a couple weeks ago. So that relationship that we built and being able to help his family fight that battle with cancer and watch Caden go into remission – there were some pretty extraordinary things that happened throughout that story, and I'm, I'm I'm extremely grateful for. Man, that is just incredible, Dalton. And I mean, you you mentioned that you were doing this back at Kansas State, but wh- when did you get your sense of purpose for giving back, and how? You know, it, it, identity is something that a lot of football players struggle with because we're used to everyone wanting our autographs and people loving us on social media and playing in front of thousands of people and. What you learn as you go out through your, go throughout your career is everyone's not going to love you all the time. You're under a huge microscope. And I learned pretty quickly that I, I wanted to have an identity outside of the game of football because I knew that football wasn't going to last forever. And I still battle with it today. I still battle with those feelings of football is going to end and who is Dalton Reisner going to be. And that's where I just found my joy for impacting people's lives, something that made me feel bigger than the game of football and something that made me feel proud that I could use this platform of football to make impacts that would last a lifetime because you have this platform for only a certain amount of time and every football player has no idea how long they'll have it. Um, So for me, I just kind of made that switch in college. I kind of found out who Dalton Reisner was. I saw the ability I had with the platform I had to make actual impacts and to change people's lives. And I've kind of just grasped, grasped onto that ever since and just tried to make as many impacts as I can with the platform I have by working with uh, organizations like the American Cancer Society and so on. Well, Dalton, I mean, coming from a Colorado native like myself and and, uh, the DNVR community who really embraces everything, you certainly make everyone proud to to be a Colorado native. But I do have a few football questions for you. And and first is, is how how are you feeling? You know, yesterday Vic Fangio said you'll probably be back this week. Do do you think you'll be able to to make it? I'll be back, man. Um, It was everything that... Um, you know, people around me could do to keep me from playing last week. I just kind of had to make a decision to be smart. I've never really been a smart guy when it comes to dealing with injuries. Uh, I played 35 games a row for the Broncos, battled through a lot of injury and pain. Um, But this kind of came to the point in my career where I felt like, and all the professionals around me felt like it was a good chance I could get injured again. And I needed that extra, you know, not just six days before I played, but, you know, 13 days before I played again in a full game and I think it was the right decision so I'm feeling really good I have a couple of days of practice coming up before we head out to Pittsburgh and I'm praying that those go well um, but I should be able to play like Vic Fangio said that's my goal yeah and what what was that like because like you said Dalton you haven't missed a game in your NFL career what was that like and what was that decided Sunday morning uh, it was decided Friday after practice um, I, I, at least I think I think they wanted to see how I felt Saturday and I'm always going to be the guy that wants to play. I'm always going to tell people I'm ready um, unless you break my bone or do something to where I can't walk or can't use my hands, whatever it may be. I'm always going to feel like I'm ready to play. Um, But when you have professionals at your facility, um, especially in the medical world, tell you that their advice is to not play, that they think you could hurt it worse or even just re-injure it the same way, and be out for another four weeks or end up doing something really bad and having to get surgery, it's kind of hard to go against that. Um, and then when you have the support of your, your coaches and your facility and the upstairs and the office, 
um, just kind of telling you, hey, it's one game. We don't want to make it a four-game deal or a rest-of-the-season deal. It's a 17-game right. season. You just kind of have to listen to that. So that's what I did. I felt like I made the grown-up decision. It was painful not to play, but now I'm excited to get on the road and go kick some butt this weekend. Yeah, were you on the sidelines for the game? And just t- take us through how tough that was to sit to sit out for an NFL game. Uh, it was extremely hard, you know. I mean, being being a guy that's played 35 games in a row and takes a lot of pride in being an NFL football player and being a Denver Bronco, uh, it's hard to watch. But I was in tune to as in tune to the game as I could be. I talked about all my notes I took throughout the week with the rookie that was going to play uh, in my spot. Um, I watched the game. I had every single play. I had the headset on. I addressed things that I saw with the guys. Um, and I got to just have a new perspective to the game and just watch my teammates go out and do their things. So, as you can imagine, I was very locked into what we were doing. Yeah, and Dalton, my, my final one for you, and I really appreciate the time. H- how do you and, and the offense bounce back uh, from the Ravens game go- going into Pittsburgh this week? Just like every team does. Carolina Panthers were 3-0. and They lost to the Cowboys. The Ravens lost a, a couple a – t- not a couple, but one really tough game – um, I think they ended up losing to the Raiders in overtime, and they bounced back the next week, and I think they beat the Chiefs the next week and then came and beat us. It's the same thing. Football is a game of adversity. How are you going to react? How are you going to react to the adversity that you're dealt? And, you know, we had a lot of injuries. That's not an excuse. Uh, our quarterback went out. Um, those are things that happen with the game of football. They're not excuses because everyone we have on our football team, like Vic Banjo said, we're good enough to win. So we know that we fell short best thing we can do is accept the loss for what it was, get better from it, and move forward and make sure that we fight through adversity this week to beat the Steelers. Dalton, I I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time. God bless you, man. Go Broncos. For everyone out there, thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. And if you don't know anything about the American Cancer Society, make sure that you go check out what they're doing and check out the fight that they're doing against cancer because it's really, really, really special. And I'm honestly honored to be a part of the organization and very honored to be ambassador for them. Right on, Dalton. Thanks so much, and uh, we got to get you down to uh, to our uh, DNVR bar where people would just love love to see you since you represent Colorado so well. Hey, we'll make it happen, man. Dalton, thank you so much for your time. I mean, come on. How can you not love Dalton Reisner? Just what an, an awesome, awesome guy. And again, thanks to Dalton for joining us. That was uh, that was awesome. And then also, Mace, what he had to say about about playing too is is I mean, is that just the most classic offensive lineman right there? You're gonna have to break a bone. You're gonna have yeah. to make it so I can't walk. That's 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 the only reason I'm not gonna be out there. Yeah, it's it's not a surprise that he'd say that. And a lot of these guys, uh, sometimes you have to save the player from himself because he could turn a short injury into a long-term injury by going out there, not being ready. And that's where painful as it was, you had to have the training staff and the coaches say, okay, Dalton, not this week. Because as we saw against Baltimore, uh, this offense has reached a point where it can't sustain any more injuries on, on because the combination of losing the vertical speed from Judy and Hamler and then losing both guards flanking Lloyd Cushenberry, that was when it became too much to handle. So painful as it was last week to play without both of your veteran guards, better to kind of nip this in the bud, especially with kind of lingering concern about uh, Graham Glasgow's heart issue. Nip Dalton's injury in the bud make sure it doesn't get worse and make sure that when he's ready to go back out there, he can knock on wood, 
be out there for the rest of the season because the Broncos, I think it showed on Sunday against these pressure-intensive defenses, and we're going to see another uh, defenses like this coming up, both Pittsburgh and then Las Vegas and then on to Cleveland and then Washington with their front seven. You need to be as fortified as possible up front against these guys. So I think good to kind of save Dalton from himself a little bit. Yeah, it, it definitely was, and really good to have him back this week, is specifically in pass protection uh, because he, he, he where where the middle of the offensive line has really struggled, even when Graham and Dalton have been there, is in pass protection. And clearly, without Dalton last week, it was even worse for those guys up front. So getting him back helps in pass protection. And Mace, like you said, that that that's the key for the offense this week is protecting the quarterback regardless of who it is. And so that's going to be key having Dalton back. So I, I really think it's a it's a big boost there. And Mace, I, I'm happy. You change that background back to the you didn't Broncos. like the, it was making, you didn't like it, the fish i did it was making me a little like seasick though since it was moving oh yeah and yeah people were saying like i i see uh tara ford chiming in on the uh, comment section saying that she hopes i don't drown <laughs> <laughs> yeah you 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 and oh. ryan were definitely on the background game today it was impressive yeah ryan's got the cash register building from his balcony um my my balcony view it's not quite it's not quite that good i mean you can see downtown from where I am, but it's a little bit farther in the distance from my my spot of my spot. Not not bad. I'd have to go on my roof to get to. Maybe maybe we'll all do that one day. We'll we'll do a uh, city background. <laughs> it's perfect. Actually, this this time of day is perfect to be on the balcony because I'm in the shade where I am because I face off to the west. And actually, I can see the mountains from where I am. The problem is I can also see the air conditioning units at the on the roof of the building next to me. So it's not a perfect view. <laughs> Perfect view. And again, thanks for Dalton for joining us. And Mace, I want to talk to the people, but before we do, I got to tell you about our friends over at Manscaped because it is Halloween month and Halloween month means a lot of blood will be out there. And I want to make sure that blood is not coming from below your belt. And if you have the lawnmower 4.0, it has advanced skin safe technology, so you will not have any nicks or any scrapes. So you will be blood free, nick free, scrape free by using the Lawnmower 4.0. And on top of the Lawnmower 4.0, which of course has the advanced skin safe technology, it has uh, the on and off switch. So so you can turn the light on when you need it, turn it off when you don't. It's waterproof. It has wireless charging. It has everything that you could possibly need. Also, check out the the performance package 4.0 which comes uh, with so many things along with the lawnmower 4.0 it comes with uh, the the crop preserver the crop reviver so many great products and on top of all of that if you use the code dnvr over at manscaped.com you'll get 20% off and free shipping so check them out over at manscaped.com and use that code dnvr for 20% off and free shipping also check out our friends over at solace meds they've got some great deals for the month of October, this premier dispensary is always hooking it up, and we talk about their deals every month. Well, here's what they've got going on in October. Dixie Gummies, 25% off. Solace Bars, 25% off. New Solace Sticks, 25% off. Mile High Extractions, 25% off. Summit, 25% off. 1906 Drops, 25% off. And... Later on this month for Halloween on October 30th and October 31st, you can buy three, get one free for the entire store and get a goodie bag with a purchase 
of $50 or more. We'll, we'll remind you of that as we get closer to Halloween. And, of course, you can buy the Solace Bar for 25% off, like I mentioned, this month of October. Or if you use the code DNBR20 with any order, you can not only get 20% off, but a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention that code DNBR20. And that's at, that's at any location of Solace Meds. They've got four locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway, and then one on East Colfax just blocks away from the DNVR bar. And here's what you do. It's as simple as going to solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E, meds.com. View their menu, order online, then pick up at one of those four locations at your convenience. It couldn't be easier. So check out Solace Meds at, at solacemeds.com and use that code DNVR20 for 20% off plus a free Solace Bar over at Solace Meds with four locations, two in Denver, one in Fort Collins, and one in Huitrich. Also, you got to make sure to check out our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee. I have a cup of Joe right now, and Strava Craft Coffee is not only delicious coffee, but it packs that CBD punch, which can help relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines, anything that's going on. A lot of people also say it helps get rid of the coffee jitters. You can have as much coffee as you want without feeling those jitters, or even if you feel the jitters after one cup, it can help eliminate that. And I've also got a great two-in-one punch for you. If you use the code DNVR24, Five, you'll get 25% off your first purchase of Strava Craft Coffee at 25% off. It'll show up straight to your door at that 25%. And then if you subscribe to Strava Craft Coffee, you'll get 20% off every single order after that. It doesn't get any better than that. So make sure to check them out over at Strava Craft Coffee. Use that code DNVR25 on your first order to get 25% off. And then use the code DNVR20 to get, or and then subscribe and you'll get 20% off after that. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section to talk to the people. And do you have that first one pulled up for us, Mace? Uh, I do, and it actually, well, I I did hang on here because I had it in the other window. All right, here we go. It's from Jock who says, boys, let's get real. Vic will not be the coach of the 2022 Broncos. Give me your way too early coaching candidates that you'd like to see the Broncos hire. Love you all. Cheers. But I think someone that, that's going to uh, to be considered by every team that's looking for a head coach. Uh, oh, my gosh. Why is he slipping my name? The former Eagles head coach, Doug Peterson. Uh, he's going to be on everyone's radar. And Mace, why he makes a lot of sense? He's a veteran guy, which you have. When was the last time you had a veteran coach with experience? It was Gary Kubiak. In and then John Fox and, before that. And then. Right, right. But I mean, Josh it's, it's, been, yeah. it's been a while. It's been a while. But and the other thing also to consider Dan, you know, the Broncos did have success with first time head coaches many years ago. But since, you know, basically you go since the 1990s for basically, basically the last 30 years of hires, it's been Wade Phillips, who was a first time head coach. He was a briefly an interim coach in New Orleans before that, and he lasted two seasons. Then Mike Shanahan, who'd been the head coach of the Raiders, and Josh McDaniels. Then John Fox from Carolina. Gary Kubiak had been the head coach in Houston. Then Vance Joseph, of course, and Vic Fangio. So if you are making a move, then basically you haven't had a successful first-time head coach since Dan Reeves back in back in 1981 when he came in. So it's kind of a it's kind of a historic trend. But me personally, Zach, I love experienced coaches. I like somebody who's made their mistakes the first go-around. So 
Peterson is, is one who's high on my list. Another name to keep an eye on would be Todd Bowles in Tampa Bay, who was the, the Jets coach as well. And someone with a connection to George Payton, that's Leslie Frazier, who's been the defensive coordinator in Buffalo, and we know what their defense is doing. Yeah, exactly. And another reason I like Doug Peterson, uh, and and Allie chimes in mm-hmm. and just says, if b- yeah. from the Eagles' perspective, I think everyone in Philadelphia loves Doug Peterson. So love him for, as a person, too. But then also, he's an offensive guy. And the last time the Broncos had an offensive guy as head coach, it was Gary Kubiak, and good things happened under Gary Kubiak. So that would be my top guy. But like I said, I think he's going to be everyone's top guy. Yeah, and so there are going to be other names that are on their list. I'm sure you're going to hear about some of the usual suspects that are that are offensive-minded. Brian Dayball of Buffalo, offensive coordinator, is going to be on a lot of lists. Byron Leftwich, who's doing great work with Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, is going to be on some short lists. And then a dark horse candidate to keep your eye on. I don't think the Broncos will go in this direction, but there's a strong connection there, and that's Pat Fitzgerald, the head coach at Northwestern. He and George Payton share an agent now. That being said, as things devolve in Chicago, Fitzgerald could be the top candidate for the Bears. Of course, he's coaching right there in Evanston. Their, you know, their their facility, their Taj Mahal on Lake Michigan is just down the road from the Bears facility in Lake Forest. Didn't he just and sign like a 10-year contract though? He did, but here's the key thing that goes on there. And this is why I think if he did go to the NFL, it would probably be at Northwestern or, or at Chicago rather than anywhere else. The the big donor to Northwestern is a guy named Pat Ryan, an executive, right? And you know he it's Ryan Fieldhouse, it's Welsh Ryan Field where Northwestern plays, but he's also one of the minority shareholders with a significant majority or significant minority, pardon me, of the Chicago Bears. So if you're Pat Ryan and you're basically funding Northwestern football, you'd be okay if Fitzgerald left for the Chicago Bears. But that said. I'd still keep an eye on him uh, if he chooses to make the leap, and uh, he might be on the Broncos' radar. We got a super chat coming in from Logan. He says, I have tickets for the game on the 31st Halloween, and I'm thinking about rocking my Mandalorian armor with a Broncos flag as a cape. What do y'all think? Uh, That would be awesome. Now, is there a way you can give a little orange and blue kind of tint to that, maybe maybe paint kind of like that? There's that one guy that does kind of the orange and blue stormtrooper type thing. I think that's what you need to take it to the next. Mandalorian armor with orange and blue i think would be iconic yeah that would be that would be great i love the idea logan then you get your broncos and your halloween next one coming in from von miller's chicken farm he says howdy gents always listening and forgetting to comment uh, by the cutoff following up on our vic talk first of all world isn't enough nothing has really changed but vic and the staff in general is subpar at best special teams is a nightmare year in and year out offense is still impotent uh, Shermer didn't seem to alter his game plan to hit Drew's strengths. Vix D seems to whiff in big moments in games. The team can't keep the foot on the gas and come up big to end games. Why was the defensive game plan so different first quarter versus the rest of the game? Vic outcoaches himself, and clocks are still confusing. Thanks for the pod, as always. Well, I think you probably have to give a little credit to Lamar Jackson, right, for kind of uh, adapting to what the Broncos were throwing at him in the Ravens' offense as well. So... They were taking those deep shots, and there were breakdowns on the back end. If you didn't have breakdowns on the back end, maybe you don't have that. Uh, uh, you don't have Hollywood Brown so wide open for that touchdown. So I'm not sure it was a game plan thing as much as a uh, a Baltimore adapting and the Broncos not adapting in the way they needed to. Maze, next one is a haiku. I feel like that's fitting for you. 
All right, it's from Omaha. Broncos haiku for week five. Biggest game of Fangio era. Winning it will cure all that ails. Feed Javante Williams the rock. We love you, Count. You'll be missed. Although the haiku is 575, right? It, it, right? You know better than me. I don't know. Okay, it's five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. So first line, biggest game of Fangio era. Yeah, it's nine. That's <laughs> nine. Feed Javante Williams. Feed Javante Williams the rock. That's eight. Yeah, I, I like the effort, but uh, yeah. Oh, well, you, you did a haiku just as I would. Now, feed Williams the rock. Yeah, got it. Hmm. Right, right, right. Well, something something that I definitely agree about is with Omaha is the count. You will be yeah. missed. We love you. Next one yeah. from Fangio Schmangio. Boys, seems like Vic. Uh, oh, well, I'm not even going to read that one. New coach next year drafts <laughs> his quarterback. If you could only choose one elite quarterback trait, which would it be? Arm strength, rushing slash improvising, field processing, and play IQ. Put me down for a smart quarterback who can diagnose the defense quickly and make the right throws. Well, Fangio, Fangio Schmangio, this is a conversation that we had many times throughout the offseason, and mine that's why I love Mac Jones so much is because the the mental side of the game is the most important thing in my mind. And that's why Mac Jones was, you know, my, my number one or my number two. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I, for me, it's a one in one, a field processing play IQ and then rushing and improvising. I mean, raw arm strength, raw arm talent kind of comes in last. So I want to see the quick processor, but I also want to see things kind that happen off script, the ability to, to make plays when things are breaking down, sort of kind of the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers thing. If you're looking for the best case scenario. Exactly. Wow. We have another super chat coming in from carry on says, yo, first time commenting, but I've been an avid listener for a long time. Listening makes work fly by and you provide the best discussions and content surrounding my beloved home teams. Thanks and keep up the killer work. Go donkeys. Well, thank you. Carry on for chiming in. Love to hear that. And, uh, I'm so glad that you're able to watch it work. Yeah, that's awesome. Appreciate you writing with us, with us, Carly on and, uh, and, th- and thanks again for the super chat. We love hearing from we love hearing from everybody, of course. And uh, but that that kind of makes our day. So th- thanks for checking in, and thanks for uh, for l- letting us help your work day fly by. That really means a lot to all of us. It does. True champ fan 24. My peoples, I just want to chime in on a couple of things. One, no matter how this year turns out, no matter the record, we need to make some coaching changes. Vic just isn't the guy. I really like the idea of Byron Leftwich as a candidate. Working with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians has has got to be worth something. Two, I own two DNVR trucker hats and have had to convince myself that I don't need a third. Hands down, my favorite hat. I love y'all. Hope everyone is doing well and makes it through whatever is going on. Thank you so much, True Champ Fan 24. Love the endorsement on the trucker hat. And yeah. Byron Leftwich, another name. Uh, he's just he's a guy that wouldn't be experienced that you'd be bringing in. But, man, if you're looking at guys that don't have experience, he, he would also be atop my list. Exactly. Now, the thing that comes in with Leftwich in, in Tampa Bay is, is there a long-term plan for him to succeed Bruce Arians? And if that's the case... Maybe he just chooses to hang out with the Buccaneers and stay in that role until assuming it when Bruce Arians retires at some point. That's the thing that could kind of prevent him from going anywhere. And if and if Leftwich doesn't go anywhere after this season, I imagine that there's sort of an agreement that he'd be the next head coach of the Buccaneers. 
That's a, that's a really good point. Melbourne Broncos says, hi, guys. I've looked ahead to week nine. and worst case scenario, see the Broncos four and five with our only win against Washington. I see Fangio still safe. Then three wins to finish the year, seven and ten, missing the playoffs, and Vic McMahon and Shermer gone. Do you think after week nine, George Payton is making calls, inquiring about Rodgers at quarterback and coaches like Doug Peterson, or does he wait? Ooh, I, I think he, he certainly waits after week nine. I don't think anything is happening then. But Especially that, with Rodgers. Right. But that being said, when you mention Peterson, and I, I agree, like if you could if you did make a change, given his experience, given his offensive background, he's probably going to be the one that would be the first choice, but he'll be the first choice for multiple teams. Let's make that clear. But he's a free agent, right? So if you know that you are moving on from your head coach, why wouldn't you do so right away and not wait for the end of the season? Like, let's say, let's just go for a bad scenario here, all right? Uh-oh. Let's say that the Broncos are, are that they get to the bye four and six, and then they lose to the Chargers immediately out of the, the bye, and they're four and seven. I mean, they could go on a winning streak, but basically it's almost certainly done. You know you're moving on from Vic. If you've made that decision, why not do it right then and there so you can start the process and really maybe kind of be the first one in on Doug Peterson? Start the process. Start the start the Rooney Rule aspect of it. Make sure you've 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 taken care of that. But uh, but then maybe try to be the first one in. The thing that works against the Broncos, real quick though, Zach, is the fact that you don't know who the owner is going to be next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. yep. and and that's what's going to be very weird is you're not going to go know the owner. And Mace, let's get to one more question here from C. Fillmore72. He says, gentlemen, greetings from Broncos Country, UK branch. Spare a passing thought for the European fans over the next two weekends. Love, love, love having some live NFL football 100 miles away from my home. No complaints there. But we're being treated, quote unquote, to the Jets <laughs> at the Falcons and then the Dolphins at the Jags. Ugh. I know Aww. beggars can't be choosers, but sheesh. Well, throw us some tastier matchups next year, please, Roger. It should have been the Broncos in town after last year's COVID uh, with the Jags road game on the 2021 schedule. See you mm. all next year, maybe. All the best, Christopher. P.S. I miss the count. Me too, Christopher. And the Big T says, two crap teams often make for good games. I'm excited, but not visiting London in person this year. Yeah, and if it had been Falcons-Broncos last year, that too would have been two crap teams that were under mm-hmm. 500. So I mean, you know, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been much better. So yeah, but at it, least it would have been the Broncos for them. But I feel like right. most of the time, the games that are being shipped out, Mace, are unfortunately these bad games. It's hilarious, like how these things work out because there are some times where you think on paper, okay, we've got a good matchup here. Uh, and then both teams turn out to be duds. And it just happens mm-hmm. time after time after time for these London games that uh, they've managed to, just for bad luck and other reasons, never get a really good match. And yet, you look up in the stands every time, and it's packed every yep. time. <laughs> yep, so there's no incentive for the NFL to put better games right. out there. <laughs> it's it's why we're stuck with bad games on Thanksgiving, right? Because people right. Because the, the networks know... 
people are watching football on Thanksgiving, whether it's yep. two great teams or two lousy teams. So we're over so a let's barrel. Have, let, let's put good games on Sunday and force people to tune into those since we know we're getting the ratings on Thanksgiving. Right. And that's the way it kind of works with London. But it's at Do some good point, you're going to get a cracker. What? Do we have good games this Thanksgiving? Uh, that's I'm a good sure. question. All I know is the Denver Broncos do not play on Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I was sort of hoping that the Cowboys game was going to be on Thanksgiving. Okay, here's what we got. We got Bears-Lions. That sucks. Yep. We Ooh. have we have Raiders-Cowboys. That, Ooh. I'll use this term good. again because we're talking about London. That should be a cracker of a matchup. And then... <laughs> I didn't know the have, cracker meant good. Yeah, and then you have... Uh, it, it should. That's what I mean. And then... Buffalo and New Orleans, and that really depends on where New Orleans goes after that upset loss yeah. at home to the Giants. Yeah, interesting. Okay, okay. Not the worst slate, but I always miss the morning one, so that's totally fine for me to yep. miss the Bears and Lions. We're always at Broncos. Yep. So well, Mace, that, that'll do it for us today. And before we get out of here, got to tell you about our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online, one more time, because over at MSU Denver, they're the new urban online university with learning outcomes equivalent to face-to-face courses, which is unheard of at other universities. But over at MSU Denver, they deliver. You can get great gen eds taught by real people, great completion options, full programs, and the virtual services to keep you healthy and happy on your way to graduation. Whether you're online or on campus, it's all the same to them. Their students do just as well online as they do in in person, which means you get the exact same degree while continuing to live your life. And Mace, that'll do it for us today. If we didn't get to your comment, please just drop it in today's uh, podcast and we'll get to it tomorrow. But I really appreciate every single one of you rolling with us today. A big shout out to Dalton Reisner for joining us on the show today. And a big shout out to Mace and RK for joining me on the show as well. Thank you all so much. Have a terrific hump day. We'll talk to you tomorrow to give you our final prediction. Roll out the truck and took a country drive. Now understand that you need some time. I know some land Flying cotton would stick to your lips Now I know those lips ain't mine They haven't been 
Dear sports fans, elevate your game to the next level with a Toyota truck. Drive the crowd favorite Tacoma. This versatile playmaker is ready to own the weekend. Choose the tailgating MVP, the Toyota Tundra. This is one vehicle that comes up clutch. Or ride in the adventurous 4Runner, a true champion on and off the road. Whichever truck you choose, you're getting a real winner. Come join the team of champions, Toyota Trucks. Visit toyota.com to learn more or check out your local Toyota dealership today. Toyota, let's go places. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.